This is Humgen. Our guest today is Muskogee National Council Representative Adam Jones III, currently serving the council in the B seat of McIntosh District. This is episode two. We join the conversation already in progress. Your host is Duncan Davis. Okay, so kind of switching gears a little bit, since the McGirt case, uh, there's really been only one major law that's come come through. You know, we, we, we have a lot of shutdown during COVID. There wasn't a lot of activity going on. You guys continued to meet through Zoom meetings. Is that correct? That's right. And so there was, there's been another kind of a hot iron um, piece of legislation that's come, uh, come through. And I guess you're the top man of the totem pole on this one because this is some legislation that I understand you... Um, you put out on the table, had some people that supported you, that had to do with the light horsemen. Maybe you could talk a little bit about that. Uh, this, <clears throat> I'd actually visit with an ex-council member, Jeff Fife, and this is legislation he'd been working on previously to uh, keep our light horse, give them direction. Uh, so I, I helped, uh, I took that legislation and brought it for the council. We worked on that, uh, went back and forth with the chief for a couple weeks to make sure that we had it right. Uh, so it puts a commission in place that helps our light horse have um, true direction on our boundaries and which way to go. So the legislation, as I understand it, uh, sort of takes the light horse out from under the executive branch and makes it its own entity. Is That's that, correct. Is that right? That's correct. How will that benefit um the way that uh, our nation is administered and how will it benefit the people? That will help um, the people and the citizens because of how our nation breaks down every four years from chief to chief. That protects that light horse chief, whoever's put in place, won't be a cabinet member. A cabinet member, actually. So he could be a cabinet member, but he won't be a, a chief's pick. He's actually a pick. So of the commission, there will be two people picked by the chief, two people picked by the national council, and those four will actually select the last person for that commission. But what that does is it solidifies that position and not from chief to chief. So it keeps continuity at the head rather than like a new entity creating every time a new administration takes That's over. That's correct. So this, this actually will can benefit the citizens of the nation in the law in a long run long term yes yes so has there been much backlash over this particular piece of legislation there was yes at the very beginning um what do you think that was um i think people had fear of trying to take power away from them uh, i don't think that's that's not what i looked at when we were looking at this legislation it wasn't to take power away but actually help them with direction do you think this actually empowers them, gives them a more sense of secure power? Should. Should. That was the intent? That is. <laughs> since, okay, since, uh, since McGirt has, uh, has been settled by the Supreme Court, what changes has it brought so far to the Creek Nation? Obviously, this is a major, this is a huge, huge victory for the, for the Creek Nation and obviously for the other four uh, five civilized tribes that are of the five civilized tribes that are here in the state of Oklahoma what major changes has occurred 
What major changes have occurred since McGirt has been settled? Well, the changes, you know, uh, the Supreme Court actually uh, ruling in favor of Creek Nation still a reservation status. That's that's the big thing about that. And for that to be said, that gives complete jurisdiction to the tribe. That also solidifies, I believe, that property tax shouldn't be paid to the state. Uh, the property taxes should go to the citizen, shouldn't have to pay that. Now, I can't tell you not to pay that until we actually come up with a plan, and I believe that the council is trying to work on that well as well, uh, but also an income tax. Uh, the income tax, if you work within the boundaries of the nation, or you live within the boundaries of the nation, and you're a, a, a tribal person, uh, any citizen of any tribe, you live within the boundaries of the nation, you shouldn't pay an income tax to the state. But about those who are uh, non-native uh, or non-indigenous to Creek Nation, what, what about their taxes? Well, as far as their taxes, you know, there possibly may be a need to pay a tribal tax. Exactly. You know, so um, where do we have leverage? I believe the leverage is that knowing that we have jurisdiction um, explained by the Supreme Court. So... So even right now, while we're having this uh, this taping, um, there are people in the capital of the state of Oklahoma who are trying to get McGirt reversed. Um, we want to weigh in on that. Do you think that's possible? Is it something that citizens should be concerned about? Um, it's a big deal right now. And I can just just based on the tax thing that we were talking about, I can imagine the state of Oklahoma is probably a little nervous. Oh, I, I suppose so. Um, but the thing is, is that it's not like um, the tribe just was just now a reservation. We've always been a reservation and they've always collected taxes off our lands. And I don't believe that's right. And I think those taxes are owed back to the nation. So is there a plan is there a plan in the works for us to be a nation separate from the state of oklahoma that functions and acts as a nation in itself because i mean we we have big cities we have tulsa we have muskogee we have McAllister, we have you know claremore katusa we have sepulpa these are these are Muskogee Creek cities. Those are our cities. Those are our cities. How is that going to change? And I'll tell you why they're our cities. Those cities are named after Creek people from uh, back east. If you look at all the cities around within the boundaries of Creek Nation, they're named after cities that were named by us. How long do you think it will take for there to be a transition? where the state finally yells CAFRO, they're done, and we're able to step forward and say, this is Indian country, this is our country, this is our nation, and, and we need to move forward. How long do you think it'll be before a transition like that? Possibly a new governor. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, that to say, uh, you know, uh, I know a lot of the state representatives believe, uh, you know, I, I truly believe they understand it's uh, the ruling is uh, with the tribe. 
uh, and for the tribe. Um, to get that big <clears throat> of a plan in place, uh, it won't be anything that, that's easy. Um, it's a work in progress, and I, I hate saying that, but that is truly what the council and administration need to do is come together to 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 bring that to a head with the state together. Um, so <clears throat> I know the big thing is criminal uh, activity within the boundaries, and and judges are kind of scratching their head, going right now, you know, um, what what. What jurisdiction do I have? What can I do? You know, all these people are and they're, and they're claiming to be in, uh, Indian citizens, Creek citizens, and they're saying that they're exempt. You know, how is that going to change? How, how are we going to get that turned around so that the so that the nation is functioning uh, in in criminal cases and in civil cases and land cases? I think we have to uh, enhance our judicial system uh, as far as helping our judges um, with possibly even some more judges. And there's some things to fix there too um, to speed up the process. You know, I, uh, matter of fact, I visited with um, you know, or, you know, some others about uh, even possibly looking at different ways to speed up the court cases. Um, Attorney General's office, they've manned up, they've, they've got more people in their office You've, uh, or light horse, and we've added more light horse. The, the light horse commission, going back to that, that should help us be able to um, um, make agreements with different agencies, and, and they have done that. And we, we have a lot of cross commission, uh, uh, different agencies, sheriffs, and cities. Um, and I can see the problem is is that you know it's all about the money at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, how are you going to fund that? And, and you know, how are they going to fund it? You know, are they going to pick up, a, you know, a Native American, uh, a, a citizen of any nation within our boundaries, and and bring it to uh, bring them to us to be tried? But they're still using manpower to do that within their city or within their county, uh, with any type of reimbursement. So that makes it tough on those guys uh, because they don't have the jurisdiction without the Creek Nation having them cross commission. So I think those. Um, those sheriffs and, and uh, sheriff's departments in cities uh, will be able to work with our commission to, to come up with a better plan to help each other and find out how they're going to do that. Well, if, if we begin taxing yes. and we take over the tax rolls for the Creek Nation and, and, we, and we begin to be our own source of revenue, won't that sort of take care of it? Or do you think you think that's that there can be a crossover just by throwing money at judges and saying, "Hey, do you want to do you want to work for a Creek Nation?" Or how will that work? Because technically, if we say we are the Creek Nation, we are not beholden to the state. We're not a part of the state. That actually kind of topples all state employees within our boundaries. That's right. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. So we've got our work cut out for us. Oh yes, for sure. So, in running for seat B in McIntosh County again, do you see yourself as a person with vision? I know your, your, um, your marketing products for your campaign have a, a Bible verse on them that says, where there is no vision, the people perish. That's correct. How do you apply that to what you're doing? You've been a councilman now for over a decade 
and you're asking to, to be a councilman again, we're in a different time now. We're not just talking about money to send out to our tribal communities to take care of you know, community things. We're not talking about you know, making our government function in, in Okmulgee. We're talking about something much bigger with the McGurk case. How are you going to do business different than you ever have since you've been a councilman? And how does having a vision fit into your plan that's about to unroll, uh, unfold and roll out in front of the citizens? Well, my plan, my plan is still to be, uh, you know, a, a council member is, is I'm one of, of 16 council members, so I'm only one vote. But of that, you know, we, we come together and, you know, by majority is how we, uh, how we work. But I think you know, the, the plan ultimately would be to uh, find that the businesses within the nation would actually pay a tax or the taxes withheld would go to the nation, you know. So, um, and I think that's a, that's, that's a need to, to, to push forward to show our sovereignty. You know, if you want to show true sovereignty, exercise your sovereignty. Okay, so I have some, I have a list of hot button things. I'm just going to ask you if you're in support of them, <laughs> okay. because this hopefully will whet the listeners' appetite for listening on the podcast or if you're listening on YouTube. We're just going to throw these out here and see what you think. Okay, first and foremost, there is apparently some um, COVID relief money on the table. What's happening with that and how quick do you think the citizens could access this? Or, or do you think that the citizens will even be able to access uh, COVID money this time? Well, the, the, the ARP monies came out this time and it's American Rescue Plan. Um, we knew the monies that we were going to get ahead of time. So we were, as a council, were prepared to, you know, come up with a plan to try to help our citizens because those needs are now, you know, people are in a, they're in a desperate need and, uh, of financial help. And uh, last time, whenever we had the CARES money, it was only a select few that got that uh, based off the guidelines uh, that we set. So this time, um, the council, you know, came to an agreement as a whole. Everybody voted unanimous uh, to vote um, to, and I don't believe there was anybody voted against it, but um, it was to give every citizen $2,000 to help them with their needs. Because everybody has been affected by COVID, yes. Uh, there's no no person on this planet that hasn't been affected by COVID. So you and the council all are in agreement that the citizens need that money. Oh yes, for sure. So is are the citizens going to be able to get that money? Yes, I, I sure hope so. We uh, we uh, actually passed that law on that appropriation uh, over a month ago. So how long until that's implemented? Because those what? who really need some money, like yesterday maybe kind of feel like that the tribe's uh, dragging their feet a little bit well it seems that way but you know once we uh, do legislation appropriations like that that goes into administration and administration ministers administers that um, to the citizen so when it when it puts it in their field a timeline we did set a timeline though it's 120 days but uh, any citizen that um hasn't registered or any person that hasn't registered or child that, you know, a, a newborn. It gives them a window gives, to get in. Gives them a window, uh, September 30, to, to get their their child, uh, uh, their citizenship for them. And there's no age, there's no income guideline, um, uh, age limit. It doesn't matter if you live outside of the boundaries. This is for all citizens 
those numbers. Um, so at large citizens can at large citizens are, are can are, access that will access funds. that that AARP monies. And the thing is that those monies are uh, given to the tribe by based off of enrollment. You know, so people are enrolling daily. So that's a are good, they yes they are. Are the numbers coming up? They are coming up. So about where where are we in yeah, enrollment? Ninety one thousand plus. You know, and growing daily. Very good. So if, if the Creek Nation, if we sort of draw our line in the sand and say we are a sovereign nation, which we are, we, we, yes. we've got to get, we got to get used to wearing those shoes because those belong to us since long before the state was here. That's right. And if we begin to tax and money begins to come in and we become like some of the other nations that have money, that we're wealthy and we have more than we can we could have imagined prior to the gift that the that the Supreme Court gave us. Would you at any point support a kind of per capita going to citizens to help them in their daily needs? Yes, yes. I'll back up just a second, you know. Um, now that you, you don't, know, you, you I, don't I, have that on your sheet. You no, can't just make that no, call. But it, it's it's not about that piece. It's about saying the gift, um, the gift that the Supreme Court gave us. That's that's not accurate because the the gift uh, that wasn't a gift. It was already in place. They well, just the ruling was a gift. The, the ruling was a gift. Yeah. But to acknowledge that we already had jurisdiction. And we were already sovereign. Yes, that's that's where I'm going with that. I is see. that it's it's not that they gave us a gift and say, "Hey, you're a reservation." We are already a reservation. They just acknowledge that, and that that is actually the gift. So yes, but to the elders, yes, I think that uh, somehow if you're a, if you're a handicapped or elder, that you'd be able to uh, some type of monetary fund that you could help them out um, if there was some type of taxation that we were to do or collect and you would set up a program you would support that oh yes yeah okay so there's also been other talk that if the taxation thing's a thing and and i did hear you say and correct me if i heard you miss if i didn't hear you right but i heard you say that the citizens that own property here uh, the creek citizens should not be paying taxes on their land I did I'm I, not going to play my pay my property tax. I, I, you know, going back to this question is that I believe that we should look at bringing another team uh, in. We we brought in, we had the um, the McGirt um, Commission. So the Muskogee Reservation Protection Commission. It had, uh, I think, it, its chief started this last year, roughly right after the, the McGirt ruling. Um, so roughly, it was in April. I think there was a, the last meeting I went to, there wasn't very much, there were meeting, but we're not making any decisions. Nothing, to, no laws to come back before the council to approve or change. And so um, it, it's kind of hard to hold people accountable that are volunteers and employees. So uh, I visited with an, an attorney that uh, we both agreed that uh, Lance Morgan uh, with uh, Big Fire Law Firm would be the best choice, I believe, because they've already went through this with the Ho-Chunk tribe. Um, they went through the reservation status, and so the, it's not reinventing a the wheel. There's a lot of things they are new, new to do, and so we contacted them, brought them for the council. The council approved it. It actually come through chief's office, 
so you know uh, a lot of times it's you know we so anyways it comes to the chief's office a lot of the plan so uh, also I was trying to think of running big fire going back to the land uh, taxes it, it's hard for me to tell you not to pay your taxes I, you know but I think that's a it's a given if the nation has jurisdiction reservation status. reservation status so do you support Creek citizens who are landowners to not pay taxes do you support it whether or not they can or not but as just as just from your heart to the people, do you are you on board with they should not have to pay taxes? I don't believe they should have to pay taxes. Okay. Humgan can be heard on Facebook, YouTube, and Anchor Podcasts. Humgan is produced by Ageless Digitworks, a communication and media company located on Lake Eufaula.